The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to another edition of Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, on this Friday evening on the 18th of October 2019, corresponding to the 18th of Safar 1441. As usual, we are broadcasting live to Luton on 105.1 FM uh, and also across our sister stations nationally, Sheffield Link FM. Peterborough, Salam, Derby and Nottingham and as always Facebook live stream of Friday Night Live and of course you have also the option of listening in and tuning in to Friday Night Live via the Inspire FM app so plenty of ways to get involved to tune in and to also air your particular points of view on any of the agenda items that we've got to discuss this evening. As always, the number in the studio is 01582 01582481822 is the number here in the studio. I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear your voices this evening. 0779481822. That is the number for all of those of you that are a bit shy to speak to me directly. 0779481822 for your social media messages, your WhatsApp messages, your SMS messages will come directly in front of the screen to me and I'll ensure that they're covered on air on the radio this evening. Right, we've got plenty of stories that we're going to be covering and we're going to be discussing this evening. I'm going to be introducing them over the next couple of minutes. We're going to go straight into Maghrib Adhan and then we're going to come back and start the conversation on some of our main stories. But uh, I just thought I'll cover a couple of things locally, locally this Friday. Juma Mubarak to everyone, of course. Uh, winter timing is around the corner. So I think we're, we're a week a week away from winter timing. So we'll probably cover that next week, inshallah. And it was, uh, I must say, it was great to see technology being used in one of our masajids this, uh, this, uh, this earlier this afternoon when I was in. Islamic Center and now you can make contactless donations as you enter into the masjid. I thought wow that's a great way of making a donation without anyone knowing what you've donated mashallah and uh, good uh, you know technology being used to the benefit of uh, the Muslim community so that's a, a good innovation good bid'ah there by the Islamic Center contactless donations uh, now available at Islamic Center mashallah Anyway, if you want me to feature something on what's been happening locally, then do please get in touch, inshallah ta'ala. And I'll try to cover that every Friday when I start my shows. But we've got a number of stories that we're going to be covering this evening. We are going to be leading. Uh, I'm going to start with a conversation. I'm going to start with a conversation with an international cricketer. International cricketer. Fantastic work by the production team together to line up an international cricketer, Adil Rashid. So I'm going to be speaking to Adil Rashid as soon as we come back from the Maghrib Azan on his recent trip to Pakistan the earthquake uh, uh, vicinity and also I'm going to be speaking to you more about all things cricket so if you want to hear about what Adil Rashid has been up to in Pakistan and all things cricket and you've got any one of uh, any niggling question with regards to cricket you, uh, you've got an aspirational son or a youth teenager wanting to break through into English cricket then Here's your chance to speak to Adil Rashid live on Inspire FM, right? So we're going to be opening up a conversation with Adil Rashid straight after the Maghrib Azan. 
And then we're also going to be covering another interesting story, and I want to get your views on this. You know, Prince William and Kate Middleton have been in Pakistan over the last couple of days. I believe their, their tour to Pakistan came to an end today, earlier today. I'm going to be covering their visit to Pakistan and asking a couple of questions with regards to what they were up to in Pakistan and was it really in the interest of Pakistan and the Pakistani people for them to be in Pakistan? Possibly, possibly not. Let's get your thoughts on that. And last but not least, two, two local stories. Proposed expansion of Luton Airport moves to next stage. Now, are you aware of the plans to expand Luton Airport? There's a fierce debate going on. There's those that are obviously against and the council that wants to push ahead with the proposed expansion plan. So we're going to be di discussing that. Are you in favor? Are you against? Again, I want to hear from you. And last but not least, next weekend is the Love Luton Run, right? The Love Luton Run, which is the 10K run plus the half uh, marathon here locally in Luton. Plenty to discuss. And we're going to be speaking with some, a couple of people who are going to be participating in that run. So that is the lineup this evening, inshallah ta'ala. And I want to hear your thoughts, people. 01582 for your social media message. Now, if you've immediately got something to say about any of those stories, then start typing away, getting your messages, getting your SMS messages, getting your WhatsApp messages, and I will cover them. 01582 if you've got a very strong opinion on any of those stories, what do you think of Prince William and Kate being in Pakistan? Do you think that was a good thing for Pakistan? Do you think that's a good thing for you know promoting tourism? Or do you think that's a continuation subtly of some kind of some form of imperialism? I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'll tell you why I say that because it was it was interesting that Prince William said and it's recorded that he said that that we are friends of Pakistan, but hey, hang on, man, friends of Pakistan isn't the whole crisis in Kashmir as a result of Britain? Mm -hmm. So it's a question for you to think And then of course the Luton Airport expansion What are your views? I'm sure a lot of you are actually working in Luton Airport So it's a means of employment But a lot of people are against it Because it's a disaster for the environment Potentially we're going to be debating that But we're going to go straight into the Maghrib Azan now When we come back let's debate and let's discuss And let's get your thoughts 01582 We're going to go into a, we're going to go into the Azan of Maghrib. We'll be back until uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Until then, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, and this Friday evening, the 18th of October 2019, and that was the Maghrib Azan, and we're back to our program for this evening, inshallah ta'ala. As I was saying earlier, we're going to be uh, starting off with an with, with an initial conversation with uh, the international cricketer Adil Rashid, and we are going to be discussing about his recent trip to Pakistan, to the earthquake uh, zone. Uh, and some of the charity work that Adil Rashid has been up to. But also I want to put some questions with regards to cricket to Adil Rashid. We're just lining up that conversation. Uh, and as, as soon as we, we line up that conversation, then we will be dis we will be having that conversation. But at the moment, we're unable to get through to Adil Rashid. So as soon as we get that, we will bring that conversation to you. But before we go into that conversation, and we will continue to try to get through to Adil Rashid, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your opinions with regards to a couple of new stories that I'm going to be covering this evening. And of course, one of them was the, uh, the visit of 
Prince William and Kate to Pakistan. I don't, I don't even know if you've realized that Prince William and Kate Middleton were in Pakistan. Are you aware of it? What are your thoughts? What are your, what, what, what was your response like when you, when you've seen the four or five days of tour uh, that's been, uh, you know, that's uh, been given to uh, Prince William and, and Kate, and they've been touring Pakistan. The, the lot of positives, some of the negatives. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts in particular with regards to the proposed expansion of Luton Airport. And I'm calling out to all of my local Luton listeners. What do you make of that? Right? Are you, are you, is, is something you're, you're pro? Something that you're firmly supporting? And, you're, and it's going to be good for the local economy? Lo, good for Luton? A, a, a Luton town itself? Bringing in a lot, a lot more trade? Bringing in a lot more commuters? Bringing in a lot more people who are traveling? Etc. Etc. Or is it an environmental disaster for the local community? That's the question that we're putting out to you, the listeners, this evening. And last but not least, the love Luton run, right? So we've got this 10k run and the half marathon, half marathon that's going to be happening in Luton on the 27th of October next Sunday, folks. So you need to be aware of that because it does mean road closures. So if you're not aware of it, make sure that you're aware, you, you get in touch and, and you become fam uh, you familiarize yourself with what's happening. Otherwise, that's what we're going to be covering later on with Discover Islam because a number of uh, people from Discover Islam are going to be participating in that run, inshallah ta'ala. And of course, they're going to be participating for a charitable cause and doing the 10k run or the half a marathon. I would have loved to do the 10k run myself and see if I can set up a, a personal best. But unfortunately, unfortunately, I've got a legitimate excuse. I'm not going to be in Luton. I'm not going to be in Luton and I'm not pretending. I'm not going to be in Luton. Otherwise, I would have loved to, that, loved to do that 10k and see if I can beat my personal best. But anyway, I'm not going to be here. And if you're running in that 10k run or if you're running in the half a marathon, then please do let me know. Give me a call. Give me, a, send me an SMS. Send me a WhatsApp. I know a lot of, you know, mashallah, a lot of, you know, uh, arduous and, and a lot of zealous, you know, runners that I know locally, mashallah, that have started to, you know, participate in a number of different marathons, mashallah. I know brother Said, brother Zach, and, and a couple of other brothers, mashallah. If you're listening to me, if you're going to be involved. Send me a message. Send me a message. Let me know what the, how the preparations are going. Mashallah. And uh, anything else that you feel is worthy of sharing with our local and national listenership, inshallah. Anyway, we're still having some problems getting through to Adil Rashid. So we're not unfortunately going to be having that conversation in the next few minutes. So let me, let me cover a couple of other stories. Let me cover a couple of other stories because there's been a lot of news this week. And the irony, well, not the irony, but I mean, there's a lot of news every week, right? There's a lot of news every week. And subhanAllah, you know, sometimes you have these uh, positive stories and we try to cover some positive stories too because I don't want my listeners, right, to to complain that, you know, every time we, we're listening to or we, we, we tune into Friday Night Live, you know, there's always a negative story that you guys are covering. So we try to cover some positive stories. Why do I start off? Off with a positive story because I know Brother Zafar just sent me a message earlier saying that mashallah there was a here we go let me, let me pull that up firstly a new government statistics have revealed that eight of the top 20 schools in England for academic progress are Muslim schools 
Right, Muslim schools. And now some people have, some some of my listeners have fed back to me the conversations that we were having last week on Friday Night Live, right here in this studio. And I, you know, I, you know, I was putting the spotlight in on some of our Muslim schools, right, uh, with regards to some of the classifications that Ofsted has given these schools. But mashallah, here's some positive story to show you that some of our schools are, do, are achieving the the very best at the national level. New government statistics have revealed that eight of the top 20 schools in England for academic progress are Muslim schools. If you want further information, fivepillars.com is the new site that you want to go to and they probably have a list of those Muslim schools that are amongst the top listenership, right? So there's a positive news story that I've started with. Let me go straight into another positive story. And this was a really interesting one, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you actually followed this news story today, right? But uh, it was about a, a Muslim man, right, who has been donating hundreds of designer trainers to the homeless every month, right? I mean, it's a bit of a strange story, right? Because, I mean, the fact that you donate trainers to the homeless, right? I get that, right? I get that, you know, something to cover their feet, something to keep them dry, something to keep them, you know, strong and protect them from infection and, and, and you know, and, and they're vulnerable people. But the fact that he's actually got a campaign and got a charity in which they actually, you know, just specifically target designer trainers. Right. And I, I, I read some of the story. Right. I read some of the story and it was an interesting story. I want to hear your thoughts. Right. What prompted this man to do that? It's a Muslim man. Right. Uh, but one of the, the, the areas or the grouping of people that he targets are other vulnerable youth. Right. Or vulnerable youth gang. Right. Members. Right. Who are potentially at risk of being targeted by other gangs. Right. Now, you know, sometimes there is this kind of a peer pressure to be wearing certain labels, wearing certain clothing, wearing certain names otherwise you know people are you know almost you know feel the the you know, the, the the pressure to such an extent that they turn to criminality to feed that kind of you know that, that kind of pressure now whilst this muslim man has don is donating and mashallah apparently he's getting hundreds of you know donations every month right of people who are giving in their designer trainers and he's able to then pass them on to the homeless every month. But is that really solving the problem is the question that I'm going to ask, right? And is that the right thing to do? Or is it something that we need to challenge the mindset itself, the mindset itself, right? So that's something for, for you to, to look into. And then very, very quickly, because I think we might be able to get through to Adil Rashid. Uh, Saudi bus crash kills 35. Now, here's a subject, right, that we need to cover in a later program. Right, so this is recent news uh, from the Guardian. Saudi bus crash kills 35 pilgrims, pr primarily apparently from uh, India, Pakistan, whatever. Right, in the uh, just uh, you know between the holy city of Medina and, and Makkah al-Mukarramah, uh, you know a lot more needs to be done to ensure the safety, especially when it comes to the transportation in 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 the Haram. But listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt my uh, selected news stories of the week to go straight to Adil Rashid, and it's an honor to uh, have Adil Rashid finally on the call. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Brother Adil Rashid, and welcome to uh, Friday Night Live. 
Welcome, Salam. Jazakallah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, fantastic. A uh, b- bit of technical problems getting through to yourself uh, for the last couple of minutes, but not to worry. We've got about seven, eight minutes, so a lot to cover in the seven, eight minutes. I understand you've been in Pakistan, and, and I understand you've, of, of course, I've seen the video. You've been involved with, the, or at least, you know, visiting the areas that have been impacted by the earthquake. T- tell us what you've been doing in in uh, in Pakistan, and give 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 us a quick update in terms of what is the situation on the ground. Uh, well. As soon as, like you said, I heard about the earthquake, me and a few friends got together. We decided to let's, you know, let's do something. You know, it's easy for us to sit back here yeah. and just watch and donate money. But you know, we thought, okay, let's go out there, see what we can do physically, see what we can do with hands on, yeah. and actually see what's going on and what yeah. we can do to help, and 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 see and you know and see what actually is going on inside the villages. Yeah. So that was the initial plan. So we went there, uh, went to you know one of one of the few few areas, the villages where yeah. were really bad. Yeah. Uh, I was working out there with Islamic Relief. Right. Okay. Uh, and they're they're doing a magnificent job out there. Right. Distributing medical kit, food, yeah. uh, tents and, and, and the work they are they're doing out there is unbelievable. Yeah. So a lot of credit goes to them. Um but it was it was really getting, you know, getting me put as Al Kashmir really back up and, yeah. and with the help of like say my friends and Islamic Relief and yeah. GLA, there's a lot yeah. of people out there. Fantastic. To really, to really get it going. Right, fantastic, e- excellent stuff, right? So, uh, listeners, this this is the, the very odd international cricketer Adil Rashid, mashallah. You know, this is an opportunity for you to raise any particular questions you may have directly with Adil. Uh, and just a, a very quick recap: English cricketer plays for Yorkshire and England as a leg spinner, mashallah. Was part of the England squad that won the 2019 Cricket World Cup. So I forgot to congratulate you on that, Adil. Uh, and no, of course, no. the only third Yorkshire-born Asian to play first team cricket for Yorkshire and the first of Pakistani origin right so i'm going to come on to cricket in in, in just a, a just a, a, a quick a, you know a, you know minute or two but before i do that so o- overall a lot of relief effort i mean last week we had a quick, quick update from another charity organization is, is there in, is there still a, a room for a lot more work uh, you know what's what are some of the initiatives you know that that the government itself is is it taking some of that responsibility adil what what are, what have you found on the ground well I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of space. There's always space for improvement, always space yeah. for, for work. You know, yeah. when I'm out there, I've seen probably probably four or five charity people, uh, organizations out there. Yeah. Family Relief, there was GLA, there was, I think, Hands. Uh, there was, there's a few others from the UK that came mm. out, you yeah. know, specifically to help out. You know, we a massive, you know, thank you goes to all of them. Yeah. Um, but and and also in in Mipa, the 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 governments, then they all they all are sitting together and discussing about. What is the next move? Because yeah. I, I went there to I went I went to a, a meeting and they were actually discussing about how many people are injured, yeah. what's the situation, what yeah. we need to do, what's the cost of things, what what are we looking to do next? So they had a little bit of a procedure and a process of what's what's going on, what's going yeah. on, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and that and that's the inside to it. So at the moment right. everything is looking good in terms of getting it up and running again. Yeah, obviously every donation people make helps. Yeah. So, key, so, so, so the message is the message is a lot's happening, but a lot, probably a lot more is needed. So keep up those donations and keep up the the support, whatever channels that people are using. 
No, definitely, definitely. definitely. Like fantastic. I say, every penny counts. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and, and let's talk cricket whilst we've got two or three minutes and whilst we've got you on, on, the, on the line, Adil. I mean, fantastic. A lot, lot of our listeners, you know, obviously from the Asian community, keen cricketers, mm. passion for cricket. You know, it must have been very difficult breaking into that international cricket, you know, category uh, barrier. Well, what, what's, your, what's your advice to some of our, you know, very enthusiastic, uh, you know, cricketers out there that want to make it through, uh, you know, and, and look, at, look up to a role model like yourself or, or, or Moeen? Uh, mm. I think it's first and first and foremost enjoy enjoy the game. Yeah. That's, that's, so as a youngster, that's what you do. You enjoy the game. You wanna play with a smile, you know, play, have a laugh and enjoy with your mates initially. Yeah. And 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 then as you get older, things do become a bit more serious. Yeah. You know, you have a bigger vision, you have a bigger goal. Mm. But the main thing that I really found is is having a positive mindset and yeah. always thinking positive. Yeah. Always, uh, you know, looking to. Take, like I said, in chicken terms, you can take the aggressive option. Yeah. Um, and always have a dream and dream big, uh, yeah. you know, because as, as Muslims, you know, we believe that. As, yeah. You know, we, we, you know, we give 100% in effort in everything we do and the, le- yeah. and the rest we leave in Allah's hand. Yes, so yes. That, that's, that's, that's a big thing, you know, we cannot, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. whatever the outcome is, outcome is, you know, we, we, we cannot control that, but yeah. we can control our efforts. Yes. Uh, you know, our yes. attitude and our mindset. So yes. Yeah, I yeah. would encourage, I would encourage uh, the, uh, the people growing up just doing that. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I mean, absolutely. I think in terms of remaining positive and being upbeat and 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 trying and having that you know vision and that dream, I think that that definitely drives a lot of people. There is that ugly R that comes into a lot of support at the moment. We're seeing it across football. We've seen it a lot of other areas of this society, which is racism. A lot of people think, oh, you know what? I'll never make it through. You know, you know, I've I've got the potential, but you know, you're always being tagged back. What what is your message to to to, to those kind of people who think, you know? What, it's just not for us. We can't make it through, even though we've got a couple of now examples of people from that background who have made it made it through. What, what would you say? Is it a challenge for cricket? Um, I I think the main thing is not to think about that. All right. You know, it, the mm. main focus is to know that ultimately, if you are good enough, yeah, you will make it. Right. That that's the mindset that should be happening. You know, the mindset. If you are saying, right, it's because of my race, it's because yeah, of my yeah. color. Yeah background and you're already one step you're already defeated in that sense so it has to be the Brilliant. mindset of right i can you know yeah. achieve uh, you know becoming a professional cricketer yeah. regardless of uh, you know the color of my skin the religion fantastic so it's, it's really you know getting away from the, the thing of saying oh I, I can't make it because uh, yeah. i'm pakistani because i'm muslim and this and that because that may be only an excuse yeah but yeah. so you've so you got to make sure as, as a youngster growing up you've got to make sure you work hard yeah. Maybe even harder, more so harder if you are thinking that. Yeah. You also work a lot harder than the rest. Right. Make sure that you try to become better than the rest. Right. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, we've run out of time. I have to go straight into a commercial break in 10 seconds. So I want to I wanna just stop you there and say thank you very much for, for giving us your time this evening. And, and great effort and continue up in terms of your charitable work and, and your cricketing career. Thank you very no much. Problem. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was Adil Rashid. Listeners, we're going to go into a commercial break. We'll be back in, in, in a couple of minutes. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast. Making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban on Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Of course, broadcasting live to Luton 
and the surrounding uh, areas inshallah ta'ala on our sister stations nationally uh, so, so unfortunate that you know I got through to or the team got through to Adl Rashid so late but you know you don't get these opportunities uh, that often when you're speaking to an international cricketer or an international you know uh, you know a, a spokesman or a speaker or a, or a, you know a, or a personality like Adl Rashid uh, that often but I, I don't know if you if you heard that or if you were listening to that conversation it was it was very brief unfortunately but Adl Rashid's been out in Pakistan doing a lot of good charitable work but I also wanted to focus a lot about his on on his cricketing side of, of things you know making it into cricket making it into international cricket some of the challenges he faced some of the barriers obstacles you know what what is the message advice to our youngsters out there if you've had any experiences or you've got a short story to share send it in to me and I'll see if I can share it with my listeners 01582 481-822-0779-481-822 is the number here in the studio, right? So I'm going to move on to my next story. Um, our next story this evening is Prince William. Prince William and Kate have been visiting Pakistan, right? Prince William and Kate Middleton have been visiting Pakistan. And again, uh, you know, it has made headlines, okay? So, the, the, of course, the UK media has been following this news, right? So, I'm sure a lot of our listeners would have followed it. They would have seen, you know, Kate and they would have seen William, uh, you know, Prince William wearing the Shirvanis and wearing the dupattas and then the Salvar and Kameezes, right? Uh, you know, traveling around in the in the rickshaws, right? If, if, uh, if, if, if that's what they call it, I can't remember whether it's called the rickshaw, it's called something else, right? If, if you can remember, uh, send in a message to me. Uh, and, uh, you you know, uh, it was an interesting visit. Interesting visit, right? Uh, his words were, uh, and he promised Pakistan that Pakistan could rely on Britain as a key partner and your friend. Ooh, mm. So I've got question marks around Pakistan relying on Britain as a key partner and friend, isn't it? Britain that caused a lot of the problems that Pakistan is currently experiencing and the people of Kashmir are experiencing. And his, and his visit... And his visit was guarded by a thousand police officers. One thousand police officers. A ring of steel in Pakistan around Cape Middleton and Prince William. And you can just imagine the kind of money that was, you know, that it, that it would have cost Pakistan to provide that kind of protocol for Cape Middleton and Prince William. And the question that I want to ask my listeners, was it a price worth paying? Is it a price worth paying? Can Pakistan rely on Britain as a key partner and a friend? Really? I want you to answer that question, right? 01582-481-822-0779-481822. But apart from some of the symbolic gestures of playing cricket, visiting mosques, wearing a shirwani, um, of course there was the, the visits to the, glacier, the glaciers, right? Uh, and then of course... Prince William was also discussing mental health during school visits. So let's have an open conversation. I've got a couple of guests and I'm hoping you, my listeners, are also going to be my third source of guest and input to this conversation, right? So we've got, well, I was just about to introduce my guest, but I think I might, I've just lost my guest, right? But uh, hopefully we're going to get Islamuddin Sajid, who's a regional chief correspondent for one of the news agencies uh, for Asia Pacific based in Islamabad, right? So we're going to get through to Islam Islamuddin Sajid very soon. Hopefully, inshallah, we're trying to connect that again. And of course, he's based in Pakistan, so the line can be a bit dodgy sometimes. So just bear with us shortly, inshallah. But I've got in, also in the studio, 
Let me introduce my guest in the studio, uh, brother. Jal- uh, if, uh, tell me if I'm saying it right, right? J- J- Jalil. That's the one, yeah. Jalil, brother yeah. Jalil, right? So, mashallah, jazakallah hai. Welcome to uh, Friday Night Live. I think first time in the studio, is it? Um, on Friday night, yes. Yeah, first yes. time in the studio for Friday night. Uh, fantastic to have you here in the studio. And of course, you are the founder of Our Minds Matter and mental health first aid instructor and a number of other titles, mashallah. You were just telling me during that commercial break that you also are a, a PhD student, right? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to come yes. on to that. But I've got Islamuddin Sajid Saab on, 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 the, on, the, on the call firstly. Uh, Islamuddin Sajid Saab, welcome back to Friday Night Live uh, uh, w- 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 you know, once again. Sakala for your time this evening in Pakistan. You probably heard my introduction. What did you make of the visit of Kate and uh, William to Pakistan. Was it a, why, a, a price worth paying? And can Pakistan really rely on Britain as a friend and, and a partner, Islamuddin? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I think this was a very important visit, uh, especially for the Pakistan. And you have been watched on the social media and also on the Pakistani yeah. media that the, not only the Pakistani government, but the public. Um, have warmly welcomed uh, the royal guests here in Pakistan and also they visited to different areas, not only in Islamabad, the capital city of Pakistan, but yes. they also visited to the northern areas, especially in Chatran and Gilgit Baltistan. Yes. And you uh, and the public have been watched that uh, also the local people uh, mm. who have welcomed them uh, there as well. Uh, the most important uh, things in their visit, because you know that Pakistan uh, among uh, those countries who are facing the uh, uh, global warming and just like the climate change, yes. uh, which uh, have been affected by the Pakistan uh, from the last so many years. Mm. In that context, because they were just getting uh, uh, very much interest uh, to uh, uh, to visit those uh, northern areas and uh, meet with the local people, and they yeah. also meet here with the expert as well. Mm. So in that context, uh, uh, their visit was important. And secondly, you know that Pakistan uh, was facing uh, the uh, terrorism from the last uh, 15, yes. uh, 16 yes. years. Yes. And uh, uh, because uh, uh, globally and especially in the Western media, yes. uh, the Pakistan image was uh, just presented before yeah. the uh, Western uh, people that like Pakistan is not safe for the tourists mm. or for the people. Uh, uh, they would go and they will visit to the different areas. So uh, basically, this was very important in this yeah. context as well for the Pakistan, um, uh, for the Pakistan and for the Pakistani people. Yes, because of the couple they could visit they could uh, yes go everywhere so now uh, now i think uh, everyone from the western countries they yes. could easily come they could easily but enjoy the natural beauty of Pakistan. great 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 so islam 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 if, if i can just stop you there fantastic i mean uh, you know a, a, a good few minutes of a good promotion of pakistan a good promotion of you know the fact that pakistan got some uh, you know uh, positive you know uh, pr uh, got some public you know uh, positive press coverage right the fact that these you know, royal couple could visit Pakistan over the you know couple of days. You know, sent a positive message. I I hear that right, but what we're forgetting is it was a a steel. You know, it, it was a ring of steel. A thousand police officers were guarding, right? All of the security that was put into place to ensure that it was a success. The amount of cost that must have gone. You know, that, that the government must have spent right to ensure this tour of two people. Right? I get the fact that in exchange you get some positive press coverage 
But look at the people of Pakistan. They're suffering from so you know you know starvation, not starvation, but you know poverty, you know employment, a very very extreme high taxation, and even the stability and instability in Pakistan. A lot of people will argue it's as a result of the likes of America and Britain and Pakistan following their dictates and almost creating a civil war in, within Pakistan itself. So Pakistan actually you know you know you know axed its own feet itself, creating the instability. What would you say to that? Yeah, you are right because uh, uh, this was uh, also a very big issue here in Pakistan and yeah. most of the people were uh, discussing that uh, uh, problem which uh, the people were facing, especially in Lahore, yeah. uh, not only in Islamabad because in the northern area there were not such, uh, uh, they have stopped the traffic and they jammed the roads, etc. But uh, yesterday when uh, I was in Lahore, yeah. so the people were facing that, that kind of problem and especially I was also stuck in the traffic yes. for more than three hours. Yes. So, um, so you are right. I agree with you because uh, this was a very big issue here in Pakistan, yes. yeah. especially in the Lahore city when they were uh, visiting there to the def um, different historical yes. um, places, uh, yeah. uh, especially the Badshahi Mosque and yeah. other places because yes. uh, they are situated inside the old Lahore city and the roads yeah. are not too much open. It's narrow roads. So yes. when you were uh, block that roads for any VIP, then the people will be um, uh, definitely will be facing uh, such kind of problems. Yeah. And uh, most of the Lahori people they face their problem. You are right in that um, uh, context. Yeah. Uh, but you know that uh, they were the uh, uh, as we are calling them the VVIP guests yeah. in, in, uh, in the Pakistan. So always uh, whenever any uh, high profile guests are visiting here, so the government are providing such kind of protocol and such yeah. kind of uh, security to them yeah. and uh, almost other the high profile guests they are just remaining to the uh, federal capital Islamabad but yes. uh, uh, the royal couple they wish to visit to, to Lahore and when the, they uh, uh, they were visiting to the old city mm. so, um, so so there were uh, there the people uh, yesterday there's a lot of no, problems no, and, uh, Islam, uh, I, I get all of that you see but the key thing is is at what expense right are we entertaining and you know welcoming you know guests are welcomed anywhere right uh, and of course there's a, there's a, there's a there's a certain amount of you know cost that is involved with any dignitary any leader of any other nation visiting right uh, but here i mean with a, you know the, the amount of security protocol that was put into place i mean it must have been a huge you know burden financial burden on the state to actually kind of you know you, you know to facilitate this kind of trip right and and, and last quickly let, let me pick up the next point right uh, last point if i may i mean prince william described britain as a friend and an ally of Pakistan. Now, the crisis in Kashmir at the moment, 90, since 1947, when India was partitioned, the original borders were drawn up by the British Viscount Radcliffe, a law lord who became chairman of the two boundary committees and so on and so forth. He's the one who submitted his partition in August 1947 and the two nations were created, right? You know, you know, David Cameron in the past, he went and visited Pakistan and he acknowledged the imperial involvement of Britain and Britain's got his hands you know literally with blood in terms of when it comes to Kashmir we've seen Lord Mountbatten the whole history of Britain and its imperial past has created all the problems in Pakistan Asian subcontinent I mean are we supposed to take 
you know, Prince William's word that Britain is a, an ally and a friend of Pakistan with a pinch of salt? Or is there some, is, is it more substance to it than that? Uh, 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 when he uh, met, uh, when he was met here with the Prime Minister Imran Khan, so Prime Minister read this issue with uh, the Royal Kafal and yes. uh, um, the Prime Minister also briefed uh, them about the current situation and uh, Indian administrative Kashmir. Mm. Uh, you know that the situation in Indian occupied Kashmir, where as you mentioned, that the people are facing a lot of problems as yes. the Indian government have locked down the whole uh, uh, valley from the from uh, last yes. more than two months. Uh, and uh, you are also right that this is the issue which uh, had been left by the Britain. Mm. Uh, uh, British rulers at that time. Yeah. And now the Muslims and that uh, really are facing a lot of problems. Yeah. So uh, you know that uh, I think the the as the response uh, which we have seen during the last two months, the Western countries they are not interested uh, such a, like to resolve the Kashmir issue because yes. most of them are uh, we are seeing that they are uh, just like uh, have. Um, binding before the Indian, and they don't uh, realize that uh, more than eight million people in Kashmir they 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 are facing such kind yes. difficult situation, right. and they are uh, and the Indian government have put them inside the open prisons. Yes. So this is a very big issue. Okay. Not only the Indian government or the Western countries, but we have also observed the United Nations because uh, when um, uh, two months back the United Nations Security Council they uh, hold their meeting. So yes, was, yes, yes. Um, uh, even they didn't release uh, um, just a statement yes. uh, to uh, to uh, to stress uh, pressure uh, to put pressure on the India that uh, you should uh, uh, just uh, uh, avoid such kind uh, hard and tough action against the Kashmiri people. Okay. But this is a very big issue. The Pakistani Prime Minister, the yes. Pakistani government, and the Pakistani people, they are crying for the Kashmiri people. Okay. But uh, only few Muslim countries, yes, uh, especially yes. the Turkey and Malaysia, yes. they are behind the Pakistan. They are su supporting the Pakistani stance. Or yeah. They are supporting the Kashmiri people, basically, yes. their stance. Because the Fantastic. Kashmiri people, they don't want to live with India. Yes. But uh, yes. the Indian government have forcefully right. uh, confined them inside okay. the valley and they... Uh, uh, Islam, Islam, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for, for that, and thank you very much for your time again this evening for making yourself available. Unfortunately, I have run out of time, and I've got another guest that I need to address another couple of issues with. But thank you very much uh, for uh, for joining us, and hopefully we'll be in touch welcome. again. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Okay, that was uh, fantastic. That was uh, Islamuddin uh, Sajid Saab, who, was, of course, is the regional chief of uh, one of the news agencies based in Islamabad. Good to hear his perspective. Uh, and he's a, a great, generous guest who has joined us a couple of times before on Friday Night Live. But let me go to my guest in the studio, patiently been listening to that conversation for the last 10 minutes. And we've got about 10 minutes left before we go into a commercial break, Brother Jalal, right? Uh, so, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hear some of your general comments with regards to the visit in Pakistan because Pakistan's one reality. You've got Bangladesh, you've got India, you know, so these, these things are happening all the time, right? At a huge expense to uh, the local populace, right? Who don't seem to benefit much from these visits. It's more the, 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 the corporates and, and, the, and the multinationals and, 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 and the others that benefit. But in addition to the agenda of uh, Prince William and uh, Kate Middleton, 
apart from just playing the the cricket and the glaciers and the mosques and and the shirvanis there was a, ser- a more of a serious element to it and and one of the subjects that prince william touched about is he was talking he visited one of some of the schools and he was addressing uh, mental health right so and and of course you you're from that background so wh- why don't you give me your perspective on the visit and also in terms of mental health and and what you know what he was in particularly discussing and highlighting and where you you fit into that from a local perspective um yes no i think in people's eyes yeah people like you know um william and kate are seen as um some people that people look up to yeah and given that history with his family especially his mother and yes. his connections and maybe it was a spiritual sort of mental health journey for him mm. so maybe there's some there was there was a reason why he visited not just for you know for his family reason but also like a personal, personal deep yeah. reason that's right i mean he's not gonna obviously going to tell us why yeah um, but you're right there was a lot of cross comparison between Kate and and Diana you know you know d- the way she dressed the, the places she visited and and you know and, and there was that, that that constant you know theme of Diana versus versus Kate no doubt about that but the wider wider yeah, wider I mean, issue mental health wise i mean it's no. good that they kind of like ambassadors for mm. raising the profile of mental health um so you see them do it in this country and it's good yeah. that they have actually put it on the agenda for other countries but at the same yeah. time i think my only sort of yeah. i mean that's an observation but the only other comment i would make is okay it's good and this is just across the board it's good that people are raising like you know the profile of mental health but i think that you know at the same time if there's no infrastructure to support it yeah. then you might just be causing more problems unnecessarily mm. i think you have to talk about it okay it's good but you have to have infrastructure mm. that goes with it you can't just start talking about issues and then yeah. people then need help right yeah. and then there's nothing there yeah. and so what you've done is you've just created um unnecessary you know harmful attention to this area mm. when there's no infrastructure to support it right so let, let, let's go into, into some of the details right about mental health and, and let's give a quick introduction to what do we mean by mental health to some of our listeners right uh, our listeners might be a bit confused they, they might think okay we're talking about Kate and Prince William visiting Pakistan and all of a sudden we're talking about mental health what's the connection right and so we 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 are talking about Prince William uh, and Kate Middleton's visit to Pakistan you heard earlier Islamuddin giving his perspective it was a very positive you know perspective in terms of a visit you know that was beneficial to pakistan pakistan pr pr pakistan's marketing it was a statement to say that we are open to tourists we are open to people visiting we're a safe place to visit and so on and so forth but l- l- let me r- rest assure a lot of people there's a hundreds and thousands of pakistanis that go every year and that in itself is a statement that it's a safe place to visit and if the instability in pakistan has has come about recently it's a lot of people are arguing it's as a result of actually following the directives you know coming from washington and coming from britain itself so i want to i want to get some perspective from, from from our listeners right listeners don't be shy right we're happy to entertain your comments your questions whatever they may be 0158241822 if you want to leave a, an sms and your whatsapp messages happy to take that but one of the subjects that he was he's an ambassador for right and he was raising in pakistan and it's a good point point that you make is is the infrastructure there to support and that's mental health but just give it a very quick we've got about 5 minutes right quick introduction to what is mental health right and where does mental health actually sit when it comes to you know places places like pakistan and and bangladesh and in india where you know they haven't even got 
proper infrastructure to even support mainstream hospital and mainstream departments, never, never mind mental health. Yeah, um, yeah. The sort of like definitions for mental health. It means I think diff- different things for different people. But oh. essentially, what it is, is for someone to be in a state of mind where they feel at peace and where they're able to contribute yeah. to their quality of life. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is was around for other countries like say South Asian countries. Yeah. Um, yes, I don't think they will take it in the Western sort of medical model around mental health, but they will recognize right. in other forms. But Essentially, it is the same thing. It is about seeking inner peace and finding happiness and you know involvement and participation within yourself. You're able to contribute to right. your family, to the wider wider community. Yeah. And, and, and is there a, a bigger issue of mental health in 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 Europe and in West uh, generally versus you know the the Muslim countries? Yeah, I think there's in terms of treatment how we how we deal with this is first of all you have to look mm. at the environmental issues. You know, yeah. you look at in the northern part of Europe I mean, yeah. we get less vitamin D yeah. so naturally we're going to have uh, more anxiety and more depression as a result no, no sun yeah. yes no sun has a big impact on our well-being yeah. where places in South Asia you know, they yeah. might be suffering with more maybe less depression anxiety yeah. but more with uh, more severe more forms of mental illnesses like schizophrenia right. you know, bipolar right. illnesses like that yeah. and that's because lack of awareness education what mm. to do mm. but also where do people go when people are in need of support? And this mm. is all caused by mainly socio-economic conditions. Yeah. Those people are from a poorer backgrounds, yeah. sadly, suffer as a result of mental illnesses. So yeah. mental health is not on its own. It's a wider socio-economic problem, which yeah. might be the reason why you might see it more prevalent in South Asian uh, com- uh, abso- countries. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, in terms of the, the recognition of that as a, as almost an illness, right? As opposed to the, the, the standard, you know, definition of illness and, and how we see is uh, something is illness versus not being illness, right? And then having the A, acknowledgement and then B, having the, the, the infrastructure and the support services around it. I mean, I, I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, probably we're, we're quite far behind. But the fact that it's at least getting some attention means that there's some work that's probably happening in those areas out, out, out there. Yeah, if you look at things like um, what we say HIV back in the 80s, people yeah. had a lot of stigma around HIV. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you might could start catching HIV if you sneeze at someone but yeah. that changed because education was brought in and yeah. people started to learn more about HIV yeah. mental illness is still the same thing mm. when you think people got mental illness we, we tend to just basically ignore them right. we just think that we don't want to catch anything with them we don't want to do anything yeah. with them yeah. so there's still that stigma mm. and then we discriminate because just because they just got an illness yeah yeah sure alright so we're, we're about two minutes away from a commercial break uh, before we go into a commercial break a very last thing so tell t- what else have you been up to, mashallah? You were, t- you were telling me earlier about PhD and, and the prison service, man. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's a that's an interesting combination, man. Tell, tell yes, me it keeps. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, my, my day job works in works in the prison service, working right. with um, inmates around how to tackle mainly around addiction. So using things like mindfulness, right. the PhD is focusing on around research on behaviour change. Right. You, you said uh, what, what was it dealing with what in prison service? Um, addiction. So addiction. Addiction. Maybe. Uh, uh, what about mental health? Is that an element? Yeah, it's all connected. I mean, okay. the dealing with addiction is a form of escapism to sort mm. of things that yeah, yeah, yeah. trouble their mental yeah. health status. Yeah. I mean, th- that would be an interesting topic actually to bring you back in and, and actually just 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 to discuss prison services and, and discuss what is the situation and what are your experiences with within prison because I'm sure a lot of those inmates. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, and do, staff I, too. Do, I, do, I, do, I, do I need to say a lot of those prisoners are, are you know people from our community right so I mean is, is it local within Luton or is it yeah, it's a within, local with, prison it's in it's in it's based in Hertfordshire but yeah the, yeah. the demographics so it's, all, it's a so it's a male dominated prison right. it's all males and yes you'd be surprised how much mental illnesses are causing them to be there right so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the producers that, that that's the topic for us I, th- I think to to bring you in brother Jalil inshallah and, and come back and to discuss and that's the prison services and, and especially from a Muslim uh, perspective you know you know uh, you know w- what is the situation in there within the prisons and, and um, you know w- what is it that we can do to actually address some of these issues and, and just make our our listeners a lot more aware of, of the overall situation inshallah but we're, we're gonna go into a commercial break but just for, for coming in into the studio and, and joining us on uh, on Friday Night Live. All right, it's not gonna happen. All right, uh, listeners, that was uh, Brother Jalil who was here in the studio, uh, and of course he is the founder of Our Minds Matter and Mental Health, uh, giving us his perspective on uh, mental health, uh, and uh, you know, and uh, something that Prince William and Kate Middleton referred to when they were visiting Pakistan during a school visit. Uh, okay, we're, we're going to go into commercial break in about thirty seconds. When we come back, we're going to be discussing a very interesting topic: Luton Airport expansion. Very passionate subject there's a heated debate going on out there uh, for the, the the camp who are promoting the expansion project which is primarily the council versus the groups who are saying no this is a this is a environmental disaster and something that we need to avoid at all costs where do you sit in this debate want to hear your opinions want to hear your thoughts does it you know make your thoughts and your opinions count? 01582481822. We're gonna go into commercial break. When we come back, we'll be discussing it then. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz, and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast. Please do not message or call, as the following program is a rerun of a previous live show. Any announcements made during the repeat may now not be applicable. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, on this Friday, the 18th of October, 2019 evening, broadcasting live from Inspire FM Studios here in Luton, and of course, also broadcasting to our sister stations nationally and also via Facebook live stream. Not to mention the Inspire FM app. Uh, one hour of the show has already transpired, gone by so quickly, as always is the case. We were in conversation with Adil Rashid, the international cricketer, England cricketer earlier and then of course we were also dissecting and assessing Prince William and Kate Middleton's visit to Pakistan Uh, so it was an interesting conversation I was hoping to spark some conversation and get some input from my listeners but I think the damn day is causing a lot of you just to you know cozy uh, cozy up on those sofas inside your living rooms warm living rooms to a hot cup of coffee listen to the debate but not get involved right so that that is that last point that I really need your in, in, in you know input involvement and that is to get part and parcel of this debate right so the next topic might actually trigger some of those conversations some of those social media messages some of those phone calls and that is of course the Luton airport expansion right Luton airport expansion now for all of you Lutoners tuned in listening this evening right I'm sure this is an interesting topic for you right so if you're not aware of it firstly you should be aware of it right so it's a Luton Airport expansion Luton Airport is a is a big employer locally and there's no doubt about that 
Uh, what are we discussing? We're discussing, firstly, owners, uh, Lu London Luton Airport Limited want to build a second terminal, increase passenger numbers to 32 million a year by the year 2039. An application has gone into the planning inspector uh, in the summer, or it will be going in on in the summer 2020. A decision is expected by 2021. And the current plans can be viewed over the next nine weeks until the 16th of December. That's the kind of high-level summary of what is being proposed and what is being debated currently, right? So I've got fantastic, I've got Councillor Andy Malcolm here in the studio right next to me. Uh, Andy, welcome to Friday Night Live. Welcome to Inspire FM Studios. Good evening. Thank fantastic. You Great to have you here in the studio. And of course, you're representing one side of the camp, which is obviously the council. And you're going to be presenting the council's perspective on why the Luton Airport expansion is a fantastic idea. Uh, but we do have the opposing side, which is always great to have the opposition uh, and also to have the counter argument and the counter perspective, just to put things into perspective and, and, and in, in the balance. And that is a gentleman. Uh, hopefully we've got him on the on the call i believe we have on 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 the phone line andrew lamborn who's a representative of the luton and district association for the control of aircraft noise a residence group concerned about the impact of continued expansion of luton airport on the surrounding communities hopefully i've got all of that right andrew welcome to friday night live thanks Siobhan. thank you very much all right so we've got andrew on the call we've got uh andy in the studio. Andy, why is this a, a great idea uh, and uh, why are we seeing uh, so much opposition against this idea if it's such a great idea? Right, so... You want to probably put the mic right next to you. Uh, okay, next cool. to you. Yeah. I'll speak yeah. right into it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there are a number of reasons. I, I, I guess I it's helpful to explain the hat that I haven't. So I am a local councillor. Okay. I'm elected yeah. to represent Hightown Ward, so yeah. I'm a member of Luton Council. Yeah. But I'm also chair of the board of directors of London Luton Airport Limited, the okay. company which owns the airport, which itself is owned by the council. So there, yeah. there is that really uh, clear connection there between the council and the airport company. Yeah. But as as directors of the airport company, yeah. as a director of any company, if you've yeah. got business people listening, yeah. you are mandated essentially to um, work in the best interests of the company. Yes. So from, from that perspective, yeah. um, as chair of the board of directors of the airport ownership company yeah it is incumbent upon us to yeah. think about the longer term future which yeah. is why uh december 2017 we launched our vision for what the future growth of the airport looked like because yeah. we knew we were coming up towards the current planning cap so currently we're allowed to fly 18 million passengers a year through right. the airport and we're about we're almost there now 18 like million yeah yeah wow um and as you said already yeah um the proposals that we're now out to consult 32 on million. are up to 32 million wow. so that's that's without any additional runway or anything like that it's just some additional capacity in the terminal okay uh, uh, so just to be corrected so it is actually the the, the existing runways but just building a second terminal yeah. is what, what, what yeah. is being proposed right and the necessary things for people to get there so yeah, yeah. we're spending a huge amount of money on the loot and darts which yeah. is to take people off the road yeah. essentially yeah. and to you know we, we care about the impact that the airport mm. has. And I believe, and yeah. I think this is like a test case, us yeah. going out to expand to 32 mm. million passengers a year. I believe that the 
the fact that the airport is owned by Luton Council yeah. makes a difference okay. to what we do and the choices we make. Right. And I think we care, like we honestly do care about our social and environmental impact. Mm, right. And well, one sign well, of that well, well, is putting lots of money into well, getting people off the roads right. and onto a train link. Okay, f- f- fair enough. Okay, I, I, okay fair enough. You, you made the kind of... Co- Potential conflict of interest, you know, quite quite clear in terms of, of course, sitting on the on, on the chair, you know, as the chair of, of the board of directors of, for for the company that own the airport, plus mm. you know, representing the the council. Yeah. Uh, Andy, uh, Andrew, you you've been listening to to the points that Andy has made. Uh, I'm I'm reading, you know, from some of the articles, an additional 14 million is going to be made available for local communities. The airport is a great employer locally. I mean, that would mean a lot of new jobs being created locally. Uh, you know, and and uh, of course, and Andy's just repeated himself. Environment impact remains an absolute priority. What are your objections, Andrew? Well, first of all, I think it's really great that there's an opportunity for a, a mature debate on this, and I think the format of your program is brilliant, and I welcome that. And it, you know, it's good to have a chat with you and with Andy tonight. Yeah. So, I think I'll pick up on a couple of the things that uh, that Andy said, and perhaps we can just open those out a bit. Yes, I agree, and I've been a director of a company. Of course, you have to act in the best interest of the company. But I think Andy will probably agree that airports are a special case of company because not only do they do a lot of social good in creating uh, jobs and benefit for the economy and giving people a chance to fly wherever they want to go and bring in tourism, but also, you know, they do do a lot of environmental harm, not purposely, but as a byproduct. So the effects of an airport are to create um, carbon emissions, to attract a lot of um, surface transport, and of course, to generate noise. So I think it's probably fair to say that the director of a company which owns an airport needs to have regard to not just its commercial benefit, but also the policy framework within which a polluting industry like that has to work. And I don't mean that pejoratively, I mean that practically. And there is a policy framework whereby the government is very clear that if airports are going to expand, they have to do so in a balanced way. And I would like, if I could, just to get Andy's comments on the way in which after the 2013 planning agreement, the growth of Luton Airport was driven very aggressively by uh, Lau, his company, through financial incentivizations, which caused the growth to actually accelerate twice as fast as had originally been proposed mm. during the public consultation. And as a result, as Andy will know, the airport has broken its noise condition because the growth in the number of planes has actually gone faster than the introduction of quieter planes. And anyone saying in 2013, well, if you get to your 18 million passengers by 2020, are you likely to break your noise conditions? The answer would have been yes, because the noise conditions were set in place so that the airport could only grow 
the number of flights once it had brought in right. fighter aircraft. And so, so, to me, that's a fundamental ethical okay. point. Right. So, 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 th thanks for that, Andrew. Right. So, I mean, uh, I, I think we, we're going into some of the, the technical details, and, and I, I think there's a lot of our listeners probably will fly straight over their heads, but 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 they are valid points. I mean, Andrew raises a a, a, a fair enough point, and, and, he, and uh, to quote him, balance. Ex balanced expansion of, of, of projects right uh, of, of, uh, of airport projects right which sounds you know reasonable right uh, then he's also talking about you know the commercial planning and in the environment and framework right so I mean this is a big big concern it's been discussed you know at a lot of different levels mm -hmm. uh, but I, I mean I, 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 I hear this 14 million is going to be made available I, I, I hear that it remains an absolute priority, but we know, you know, you know, as a director working for you know, in the private sector myself, yourself, director, you know, Andrew being a director previously too, you know, the profits are always what is always given a priority, and everything else is all, you know becomes secondary, right? So I, I want your comments on that, Andy, and then also, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear. I get the 18 million target is almost there. We've, we've almost reached it, but what I've read also is that there is room for optimization optimization and bringing in efficiencies within the airport existing facilities to allow a further increase of those numbers without having actually you know proposing a, an expansion of the, of the terminal right so what, what do you say with regards to that too so i'll cover the, the right. second one first Fine. there is some capacity yeah um and because a, a project this of this scale will take many, many years to get to right. delivery yeah some of that capacity will in likelihood be used, but it's not of right. the scale that right. we're talking about. Okay. Uh, in terms of profit motive for yeah. companies, yeah. that's why I said the fact that we're owned by the council, and I didn't yeah. really get onto the benefits to Luton, and I'll, yeah. I'll try and cover some yeah, of that now, yeah, yeah. but the fact that we're owned by the council as a company yeah. means that any money that we make, any dividend that we pay out, yeah. goes to the council and right. supports services that... Yeah dividends and money coming into the council from the airport ownership company mm. last year equated to about 300 pounds a household right. across Luton yeah. and at a time when we've seen austerity for mm. 10 plus years massively hammering places like Luton stripping out money that we used to have annually from central government to provide services yeah. we used to have 120 pound 20 million pounds a year in mm. grant from central government. We have 10 mm. million pounds yeah. in grant from central government a year now, if we're lucky. Yeah. It's stark the amount of annual grant income we've lost over mm. the last 10 or so years. And the growth of the airport is one of the ways in which we've been able to not fall over as a local right. authority in terms yeah. of the services that we need, to, we need to provide to local communities. And like right. I say, mm. It should make so a difference respect, that... You know, yeah. you haven't actually answered my point, which was that you have to work within the framework of policy and the way you've aggressively driven the growth of this airport has caused it to break the planning conditions which Luton Borough Council themselves set... Okay. The time but, but let's come on. Let's come on to those planning conditions that Andrew is raising, Andy. Right. Yeah. So the noise noise conditions he was referring to earlier. You're saying Luton Council is obviously an active p 
participant in all of this process understandable so i mean is is that a conflict of interest for, for luton council to over 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 you know almost overlook this noise conditions that are potentially or are, you know allegedly being being violated here or is that the the noise condition that was for those 18 million you know travelers but you know but now that as the numbers increase you know yeah. that needs a revision what's the situation cool. i I was trying to avoid it because I thought you okay. didn't want to get into the detail, but yeah, I'll try and but cover very it quickly, quickly yeah. and simply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 2013 stretches a bit back beyond yeah. when I became a director of the company. Right. Yeah. But the planning application then was yeah. from the airport operators. Because right. we don't operate the airport, yeah. we own it and yeah. therefore have long-term responsibilities. The operators put that planning application in. Of course, we knew what they were doing and worked with them to some extent as the ownership yeah. company. Uh, but that was their application. And then I would almost separate it out. I would say the, the council saw well experienced austerity like saw the challenges that were coming and had to make good of what we the resources that we had in yeah. front of us okay. uh, and therefore incentivizing growth was one of the things that we could do yeah. to stop the decimation of public service delivery yeah. in Luton like, right. so I think as in terms of the airport ownership company coming to that decision with the council to incentivize growth, that was that was why we took that decision. Yeah. Um, in terms of the potential conflict of interest, yeah, I'd yeah. actually say the fact that the airport has been taken to task yeah. by the local planning body yeah. is a sign that there's not really a conflict of right, interest there. Right. But the wonderful thing about these proposals yeah. to apply to go up to 32 million passengers a year yeah. is that it's going to be decided as a planning application by yeah. central government. Fine, It's fine. not our decision. All right, we're going we're to come back to Andrew and, and Andy, uh, both in individuals, uh, very shortly. But firstly, I, I want to just reach out to my listeners. Uh, where are my listeners? I, 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 I'm, I'm not getting the input that I want from my listeners. I want you to shape up this debate. Are you pro or are you anti? the Luton Airport proposals right I want to I want to I want to hear from my listeners because you know I want to come on to uh, the, the the following points around the airport being uh, one of the the major employers locally potentially right I want to hear some of the facts around that what does the expansion of the terminal mean with regards to local economy all right local employment you know what what's been invested surely that's a positive thing and I also want to focus on you know the consultation period that that's now you know open up that the window that's open up there the plans are there to be reviewed and i want to hear from andrew you know you know how do we you know proceed with this right in terms of having a you know a, you know all parties engagement so that we can look at some of these legitimate concerns whether it's noise levels locally whether it's environment or whatever it is and how do we genuinely take in the, take those on board and, and very finally a, a question that i want to also raise right uh, for the for the next you know 10 15 minutes that we've got of the of the half an hour slot is shouldn't we be encouraging an alternative culture I get the the trend I get the fact that there is this you know appetite for travel uh, and the the world's become a global village but we also have the environmental concern you know the, 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 the and, and, it, and, and it's, it's the culture that we should ought to be breeding now is the opposite of of one of just packing bags and here we go traveling as opposed to a bit more sensible a bit more mature also take responsibility for the environment the footprint carbon footprint that we're, we're all creating and just keep packing your bags and flying off every every so often if you 
can afford it you know why not uh, it's not probably the wisest way of actually you know uh, you know you know you know you know returning back to you know our and, and taking the responsibility for the environment you know but perhaps an alternative you know means of travel uh, perhaps you know more local travel as opposed to international travel etc etc so that's what uh, that, that's what I want to put on the table for you gentlemen uh, let, let's take it one point at a time but I do want to hear from my listeners if possible what are your views right uh, so let's go straight to Andy first in the studio Andy, tell us uh, tell us about the lo- uh, the the airport. You know, I, I've got a lot of friends, family friends who are working at the airport. Seems to be a a big, you know, employer. Uh, tell me, g- give me some, share some statistics with me, uh, and tell me what does it mean in terms of an expansion of uh, of the terminal for the local economy. Perfect. Cool. So we've talked quite a bit so far about yeah. the direct money that comes into the council. Yeah over £300 yeah. per household in in the town. And that has been fundamentally important over the last 10 years of austerity to stop us from falling over. But yeah. what I think is actually more important mm. with the airport is the fact that it is a, such a huge, huge economic driver yeah. locally. It creates yeah. so many jobs. It supports 27,500 jobs wow. uh, and contributes about £1.8 billion a year to the UK economy and £1.1 billion. £1.8 within, billion. Yeah, to the UK wow. economy, mm. £1.1 billion within Luton, Bedfordshire, Buckinghamshire and Hertfordshire. Yeah. So the expansion that we're talking about in terms of up to £32 million passengers a year could provide around 5,600 new jobs at the airport itself, so located in Luton. But then you also get training opportunities, apprenticeships, additional jobs in supply chains. That's likely to be about another 10,000 jobs on top of that. It's going to add another 1.3 billion to the national economy. Like it's, it's significant. And that is why it's so fundamentally important that we get this right Mm. as we grow. Um, it is such a massive opportunity at the council. We're starting to talk about a vision to yeah. eradicate poverty yeah. by 2040. And right. what more potent a vision could you have yeah. like when you've got child poverty at nearly 50% across yeah. the town and wards where it's much higher than that? Yeah. Like If we can get this growth right and this economic asset to deliver jobs to people who probably already in work because that's mm. the nature of poverty now people yeah. are in work they're just yeah. not getting paid enough yeah, yeah, and yeah. if we can use our influence mm. of owning the airport and growing the airport to make sure that local people have jobs that are well paid yeah. they have enough to live on sure we will change the face of Luton right. over the next 20 years. All right, and and Andy, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that to Andrew. Andrew, I'm I'm sure you'd welcome, uh, you know, the the job creation. I'm sure you 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 welcome the the input to the local economy, national economy, uh, the jobs that are already you know being serviced at the at the airport. Andrew, uh, what, what, what's your what's your take on on, uh, on Andy's perspective in terms of what are the positives uh, from the the terminal expansion, uh, Andrew? Well, I fully respect the responsibility that Andy feels very keenly to try to eradicate poverty in Luton. I mean, I've got friends in the town and have absolutely nothing against what would serve for the the betterment of of Luton as a a local economy. Um, But I have some reservations, and I I have a way of expressing them. You you said, Siobhan, that you were going to talk about a little bit about the consultation. Yeah, I'm I'm going to come on to that next, yeah. Yeah. So let me let me come up with an example for the yeah. conundrum that I think we all face. Hmm. And I don't I'm not being at all offensive to anybody, but supposing yeah. this was a proposal yeah. to build a huge pig farm and slaughterhouse 
next to your home or in yeah. South Luton. Yeah. Supposing that the consultation mm. for this huge pig farm and slaughterhouse were to say, do you have any comments on the benefit of this pig farm yes. uh, to the local economy? Do you have any suggestions how we can maximise employment at the pig yeah. farm? In fact, do you like the idea of running the lights at the pig farm from renewable energy? And what do you think of the idea that we're going to issue you with gas masks? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in putting it very crudely, but nevertheless making the point, you can see where we're coming from yeah. in that this isn't just any light industrial complex. It is an airport which has much wider impacts and the planes cannot land or take off for example, without flying over South Luton, without flying over Breachwood Green or Stevenage or Caddington yeah, in Bedfordshire, yeah, yeah. or loads. I worked out the other day, 360,000 people in communities around the airport. So yeah. it isn't as simple yes. as just saying we can create jobs because what you're also creating is the potential for blight. Yeah. because people don't want to live in an area yeah. which becomes noise blighted right. or where, you know, 77,000 extra track journeys each day yeah. from the airport, according to the service right. right. And I think that in a nutshell puts yeah. concern. Right, Andrew, so we've got about three minutes remaining. I want to go on to the consultation part, right? But I, I, I hear your point, and, 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 and some of the headlines I was reading earlier were, were quite incredible. Luton Airport expansion, reckless and irresponsible. Expansion unethical, right? Uh, and, and, and another comment here, you know, that at any cost available. I mean, you know, coming back to yourself, Andy, with consultation, Right, consultation is it? I mean, you know, Andrew's point is, you know, and, and his analogy that he gives is is a, a very fair one. A lot of the times, the accusation with these with the, with these consultations is we've already made the decision. We just want to get your inputs to the cosmetics around this, right? So, to what extent, you know, are the likes of the concerns that Andrew has been raising are legitimate concerns that you know, you know, that are being discussed and happy to be discussed around the table as part of this consultation? So. Um and you've got one, think, minute, one, one minute to answer that. Right. I think it's really important, you said yeah. earlier, that all parties are engaged because yeah. there will be people who feel very strongly about this yeah. uh, and who therefore will want to um, input to the consultation. But we want to hear a wider variety of voices. It's yeah. really important for people in Luton yeah. to pick up that you own the airport. Yeah. Like, we are managing it for you, essentially, yeah. as yeah, the directors yeah. of the company, as the councillors yeah. at the yeah. moment. Yeah. But as everyone in Luton owns yeah. the airport yeah. and it's your future and it's yeah. the way in which we grow the airport that can change the face of Luton. Yeah. All of the questions in the consolidation document are open questions so you can respond how you like and we pick up all of the different themes so there's yeah. no hiding from that. Um, but we, we are growing in a fundamentally different way to how I think others might choose to grow like our noise insulation scheme is going to be so much better than the current noise insulation scheme we're going right. to put about 15 million pounds additional into community funding projects about half of that will go outside of Luton and half, half right. inside of Luton we're going right. to do so much in terms of contributing in yeah. terms of social and environmental right. concerns that people have about this project yeah. that I, I feel comfortable yeah. with the uh, and all of, all of these are set in details in, in those plans that are now There's available. I mean, I mean in, t in terms of let's discuss the feedback, let's discuss the engagement. What, 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 you know, how, how, how can people feedback? How can people get involved with, with the, uh, and view these proposals very quickly? So you should get a letter through your door very soon with okay. details about this, about all okay. the consultation venues. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all detailed on our website. 
llal.org.uk. Right. So it stands for London Luton Airport Limited. Right. Uh, if you email any comments, yeah. we'll pick them up as um, comments to the consultation right. at uh, futureluton.lal.org.uk. Right. There's lots of opportunities to input. Right. Okay, G gentlemen. Unfortunately, we're going to leave it right there because the, the red signals come up to say, okay, we're going to go into a commercial break in about 30, 40 seconds. Uh, so I want to just take that opportunity to thank you very much for your for your time this evening, Andy. Firstly, uh, thank you very much for coming into uh, the Inspire FM studios. And Andrew Lambon, thank you very much for your input and for your time this evening, uh, and for your for raising your particular concerns that you've uh, done so very eloquently. Thank you very much, Andrew. Well, let's do this again, and next time let's get on to climate change. Fantastic. Why not? Fantastic. Will do. Andrew, thank you very much. All right, Andrew uh, Lambon, that was, and uh, Andy uh, Andy Malcolm from uh, the local councillor, and also, of course, one of the well, well the chair of the board of directors uh, from the company that actually owned the airport. Uh, and uh, listeners, this is Friday Night Live. We're going to go into a commercial break in ten seconds and counting. Uh, when I come back, it's the last story, local story. Love Luton Run is what we're going to be discussing. Don't go away. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programmes from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban on Inspire FM 105.1 FM, beaming to the good people of Luton. And also some of our sister stations nationally, Sheffield, Peterborough, Nottingham and Co. Uh, and also, of course, a live Facebook stream, uh, not to mention Inspire FM app also. Plenty of ways of, uh, of tuning in. Uh, really wanted to hear from some of our listeners this evening. I think it's been a quiet evening from a perspective of getting our listeners involved. You know, I'm happy to hear what you, you, what you want me to cover potentially in the future. That will really generate that interest, really get you going, really get you involved and allow you to phone in or send in your social media messages. 01582481822 is the number here in the studio. 01582481822 and of course we make it so much easier for you to get involved because all you need to do is send in your WhatsApp or a SMS message and you don't even need to mention your name can't get easier than that right 0779481822 but subhanAllah you know whenever I sit in the hot seat the two hours go by so quick we are now into our last half an hour last story that we're going to be covering very very shortly but just a quick recap uh, interesting conversations that we've just had earlier first half an hour of the 7 p.m. slot and that was a Luton Airport expansion right so we were discussing the Luton Airport expansion we had of course councillor Andy Malcolm putting an articulate case for the expansion of the Luton Airport and we're not talking about an additional runway we're talking about an additional terminal a second terminal being built at least that's the proposal and we are currently running adverts on Inspire FM2 to say there's a lot of community events that are going to be taking place where those plans are going to be shared and discussed and they are looking for some feedback 
hopefully some genuine feedback but according to andrew lamborn who was of course the luton and district association for the control of aircraft noise he wasn't too happy it's a residents group concerned about the impact of continued expansion of luton airport on the surrounding communities from a noise perspective from a pollution perspective from an environment perspective and he was quite keen that let's ta- next time let's put it in the diaries production and uh, management team he wants to discuss climate change i'm happy to discuss climate change and discuss that with the with the with the proposals of expanding the airport terminal uh, first hour we were discussing of course we were in a conversation with adil rashid the international cricketer fantastic to get some real individuals lined up to discuss some international topics we were discussing the earthquake uh, feed, uh the earthquake response and the earthquake charitable uh, works that adil rashid has been involved in and a couple of questions about the cricket and then of course we were also discussing kate middleton prince william in pakistan and that has been friday night live this evening Right, so the next topic, inshallah, we're going to be covering for the next uh, 15 odd minutes is a, is, a, is a local story and that is, that is the Love Luton. Love Luton Half Marathon, right? So this is a really interesting community event that happens in Luton for the last couple of years, mashallah. I have to confess, put my hand up, that I haven't been able to get involved up until this moment. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to get involved in this year. I've got a genuine excuse. My younger brother's getting married and I need to be in Leeds uh, during the time that this is going to be uh, running here in Luton. So, you know, I'm going to let you guys, you know, get involved and, and brave uh, the 10k or the half marathon run uh, for, for fantastic charitable causes locally whilst i enjoy a wedding feast in leeds All right but those of you that are going to be in luton right so it's a love luton half marathon and 10k run it's been happening for a number of years right apparently this is luton's sixth half marathon and 10k uh, and, and, and you know, wow, it's bringing in a lot of lot of visitors locally. Apparently, we we, we get almost over a thousand runners that have been that that have signed up, uh, and 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 the whole amount of you know fantastic charitable causes, a lot of other good causes are being represented. It sounds like a fantastic community spirit event bringing all the community and the different components of the community together. Uh, like I said, I haven't actually personally been involved, but I want to hear from someone who has been involved on the line. Right, we have got, uh, you know, uh, Discover Islam, uh, you know, all is, is, partic- is participating in the Love Luton run. I don't know how many people are going to be involved from Discover Islam. We're going to find out very sh- shortly uh, because we're going to be spoke- uh, speaking to Hudayl, I, be- I believe, and Brother Rana. But we've got Hudayl on the, on, on the line right now as we speak. Brother Hudayl, as alaikum and welcome to Friday Night Live. Jazakallah, how are you? Alhamdulillah, Akhi, how are you? How, how are you feeling, mashallah? Good, Alhamdulillah. Good. I, I, feel, I feel ready. I wish it was this Sunday. <laughs> wow, man. That, that's real enthusiasm, man. That's real enthusiasm. So, mashallah, first, first let me put the, the million-dollar question. Is it the half marathon or is it the 10K run? Uh, it's the half marathon, inshallah. Mashallah. There you go, man. Proper mujahid, mashallah. Half a marathon. Excellent, man. So, you're, you're part of this, this group of Lutonians, man, who are the, the hardcore the runners, mashallah. So you, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if you tell me that you've already done a previous half marathon run, or is this the first one? Uh, no, so it's not my uh, first one. So um, 
Uh, my, my my first proper one was uh, a year ago, Love Luton last year. Oh, okay. I, I ran the 10K. Okay. Um, so that was sort of um, the beginning of my journey from so um, from getting from from fat to fit, as I like to call it. Hashtag fat to fit. Hashtag so, fat to fit. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of the people listening in may have heard this this story before. Certainly, um, friends and other members of the community. So I do apologise if if you've heard this story before right. and feel a bit bored by it. Right? Right. But um, to, to to the listeners that haven't heard this song, I'd just like to uh, tell you about my story. So. Um, Last year, at the, I was cheering on um, some of my uh, my brothers, at, uh, my brothers and friends at the London Marathon, and um, I weighed 25 stone at the time. Wow! And okay. when you know after after the uh, runners, friend and family meet and greet, um, I was walking back and with them, and um, I, I I hurt my calf, I injured my calf, and um, I, I realised obviously part of that was because of of the weight that I was carrying, 25 stone, and one of the runners. Um, uh, my friend Kamal, he he literally stopped and he said, "Oh, uh, are you okay? Are you okay, my brother?" And uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is a brother that's just completed 26 miles. Wow! And he's checking on me to see if I'm okay, and I was just there the spectator. <laughs> exactly. And you know, in the year since, um, I, I've managed to complete the uh, Love Luton 10K last year, yeah. a half marathon in Marrakesh, 20 miles in Milton Keynes, and wow, then you know, with the great with the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the support of everyone, family and friends and the, and the wider community, I was able to complete the 2019 London Marathon. Uh, London Marathon 20, uh, 2019, did you say? Yeah. Wow, fantastic! I, I the wow, wow, fantastic! Mashallah, man, it sounds brilliant. It sounds sounds brilliant. So, I mean, of course, it is it it, it is a, a very positive story, a very positive story that we should be you know, sharing as we are to to our listeners because a lot of people, some you know, if they haven't done something. Taking that first step towards something is always the most difficult one, right? Uh, and and in this particular case, right, we have a lot of our listeners who are probably listening in, you know, tucking up to to something nice and comfortable and saying, hey, "Great idea," but you know what? Uh, I'm a, I'm a bit lazy when it comes to you know getting out there and trying to get fit and healthy, right? Uh, and then there's, there's the obvious point, which is to then you know do it for you know one's health and, and actually looking after the amana that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given us in terms of our health, right? Uh, and then there's the other element which is actually also representing a good cause and this being a means of actually raising some funds for a good cause too. No, ab absolutely. And I mean, over the past year, you know, being part of the Team Luton Lions, you know, we have raised tens of thousands of pounds for, for various charities. Um, like Children's Cancer, like Human Appeal, uh, and, and various other charities. And the charity that we're supporting as uh, Team Luton, there's, I think, just over 200 uh, runners, um, if I'm not mistaken. So we're, we're, we're running for uh, money for Islam. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, Brother Khadil, can you still hear me? Yes, I can now. Yeah, sorry, continue. Yeah, so we're raising money. Basically, the Luton Curry Kitchen is supporting the needy and homeless of Luton, and the Curry Kitchen is basically a partnership project with Community Interest Luton and Discover Islam Luton, which was initiated in May four years ago in 2015. So during this period, homeless homelessness was on the raise across the UK yeah, and family yeah. poverty yeah. was increasing locally. So as a community, we felt that we needed to do something to care and support one another during difficult times. 
So, I mean, part of the charity that we were raising called the Curry Kitchen provides 100 hot meals that are freshly cooked at Venue Central to those that are in need, as well as delivering hot meals to various local right. housing shelters every week. Okay, f- fantastic. All right, we, 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 let, let me also bring in my, my other guest, mashallah, no stranger to uh, Friday Night Live or to Inspire FM, and, and it is our very own local uh, brother, Abdul Ghafur, who also wants to congratulate the runners, mashallah. He wants to do that before the run itself, man. That, that's fantastic, Abdul Ghafur. Man, salam alaikum and welcome to Friday Night Live, akhi. Walaikum assalam, Apologies, I'm not a, a guest on the show at all. I'm just ringing in because I heard the brothers on the radio, and I just wanted to say, mashallah. It's absolute inspiration, you know. I, anyone who knows me, I'm not a runner, but subhanAllah, after reading Brother Khudayr's messages and Brother yeah. Runners, yeah. yeah, just the story, you know, how it's transformed their yeah. lives and how they're using that for good. I've just come out of the curry kitchen this evening, right. where we've served 60 people that have come to discover Islam who are local, homeless, and then drop food to a number yeah. of shelters. So I just wanted to mashallah. really thank you all, alhamdulillah, congratulate you, mashallah, setting an awesome example for all these 200 people that, like myself, Never imagined we could run, alhamdulillah. But through your example, Allah SWT reward you, mashallah, real inspiration for everybody listening, alhamdulillah, and benefiting from your good example. F- fantastic. Well, well, you, you've just made yourself an unofficial guest, uh, Abdul Ghafur, right? <laughs> so <laughs> by, by calling in, right? Uh, subhanallah. So that, that, that's A, is brilliant. Uh, uh, so, so B, uh, have, have I understood you correctly? Are you going to be running the 10K, the Neji? I am running the 10K. Fantastic. There, there, there you mashallah. go. It's, Follow it's, the footsteps it's official. It, it's official. Ma- mashallah. So how, how's the training? You said you, you're not a runner. Now, not, a lot of our listeners are probably not runners too, right? So so what, what's the first step, AG, in, in getting yourself to become a bit of a runner? The first step is walking. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I think most of us, you know, two months ago, I said exactly the same thing to the brothers. I said the only thing I'm running from is yeah. this group because it's just too many messages of good running examples. So yeah, yeah. the advice to me was just golden, which is literally start walking. Yeah. You know, get out there. Mashallah, the barakah of just being outside. Yeah. Not standing on a treadmill, not being in the gym, but yeah. being surrounded by others, alhamdulillah, that are doing this every week. Yeah. Mashallah, start walking and build up slowly. Rana's example, Brother Khudayr's example, alhamdulillah. Now, yeah. what a transformation you can make in your lives, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that, that goes to, without saying the fact that, uh, as I was saying, health is an amana. Uh, our bodies are an amana from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I think we need to be a bit more conscientious of the amana. Well before the doctor tells you, you know, if you don't if you don't put things into perspective, then you're in uh, you know, you're in the high risk category. So let's not wait for that uh, alarm bells to start ringing before we then decide to start doing something in terms of an exercise, right? So good, good examples there. Uh, also, I mean, uh, brother, let's go back to I mean, a huge transformation. So you're saying you're not you wasn't a runner, and within a year you've run a couple of marathons. I mean, that's quite incredible. Yes, so firstly, Jazakallah to the brother for the kind words. And unfortunately, Brother Rana, who was also on, on this uh, journey with me for the past year, who had, uh, who um, faced the same challenges as myself and achieved a, a lot of the things that I've achieved as well. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to dial in. But the, the, the message, you know, the message is that, you know, as Brother Abdul just dialed in said, you know, I'm not a runner. A year ago, I said, I'm not a runner. Yeah. And then I, I went to my first park run in Waldam Park. And then at the, at the end of it, I was tired, I was knackered, um, but I, you know, I was told that my time will improve. And I and I said, you know, I'm not going to see any improvement, you know. And and and, and fast forward, you know, three months, six months, mm. nine months, and now over a year, you know. And I'm 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 trying to improve, you know, my, my times. And this is something that you know, 12 months ago, I thought wouldn't have been possible. Mm. 
mean, one of the things that I would like to encourage people, and, and as, as the brother who just dialed in just said, that, you know, I think what, you know, as humans, I think, you know, we try to um, uh, walk before we crawl, run before we walk, mm. you know, the, the idea is, you know, go out and walk. If, if you've not run before, if you've not done any sort of exercise for a very long time, there's no point you trying to go out and run, you know, as far as you can, as fast as you can, because then it will put you off. Mm. You know, it's like trying, you know, if, if you go to the gym and trying to lift, you know, double your body weight, unfortunately, yeah. it's just not going to happen. But Sorry. as human beings, we do try and see improvement straight away. We do try and hit the heights straight away. And then we, you know, if, if we fail or when we fail, which we will do, then it puts us off. So yeah. what I would like to encourage all the brothers, all the sisters, you know what, as it, you know, if, if you're in Luton, Wardam Park, 9 a.m. 9 every Saturday, there is the park We're getting some interruption. I, th I think, AG, is that your phone or some background noise? It probably is. I'll drop off. Okay. Okay, so that was... Okay, okay sorry, Brother Hadel. So I would like to encourage anyone that can make it, whether you can make it tomorrow. So, so, so sorry, Denmark. what were you saying about Saturday? Just repeat that one more time. Sorry, so every every Saturday, and this is up and down the country and even across the world, there is this thing called the park run. So it's a five kilometer, and, and you know, it doesn't matter whether you're, whether you're someone that's been running for years, someone that's never run, someone that just wants to walk. It's a five kilometer right. course. And, you know, for, for those of you that are living in Luton, and even if you're not living in Luton, you know, you can, you can go online, Google Parkrun, and you can find out where your local parkrun is. And what I see, when, when, I, when I went to my first parkrun in September 2018, I saw people of all different faiths, all different colours, wow. you know, and, and you know, there, there's some people that were running it in under 20 minutes, some people that were walking it in, in an hour, yeah. and it didn't matter, you know, I, I went with a bit of trepidation, I thought, oh, you know what, people are going to look at me, they're going to look at my size, they're going to laugh at me, you know, they're going to point at me, they're going to talk yeah. about me behind my back, yeah. there's absolutely none of that. You know, you've, you've, you've got your fellow runners, walkers, joggers, coolers, whatever. You, you, you have mums with buggies. You wow. know, with kids and then you know, and they're Fantastic. running. You know, you 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 have you know in in, in the Wardam Park one that I go to, um, there's, there's an old couple. They're probably in their seventies, and they're walk, power walking their way across. Fantastic. And you know, they, 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 you know, what I would like to encourage is people to to try and attend. If you can't attend tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, Team Luton will be there as as marshals. We're volunteering, and we will be there. There are volunteers every single week that cheer everyone on. You know, Fantastic. right to the finish line. Wow. You know, so this is Saturday mornings, nine, 9 o'clock, did you say, right? 9 o'clock, it starts, yes. Yeah. 9 o'clock, Warden Park, Saturday mornings, every Saturday morning is 9 o'clock, and this is an international phenomenon known by as, known as the park run. Uh, and, and, you know, the next question that I was going to ask you, Hudel, you already answered it, which is, you know, you know, you know, for you sound like you're in your 30s, Hudel, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be generous to you, right? And with all the distance that you're running. Uh, but, you know, for, the, for, old, for us older generation, you know, who are listening to you and thinking, bro, I, I'm now in my 40s, you know, I'm, I'm in my late 40s. Uh, you know, I'm in my fifties. You know, this is not for me. But but you, you've kind of just answered that question with the examples you've just given from the parkrun. No, absolutely, and age should not be a barrier. So I mean, if if, if I if mm. I look back at the uh, team Luton Lions who went to the London Marathon, there were uh, over twenty of us that did it, and and we, we were of different ages. Yeah. And, you know, um, the, the, the you know the elder, the eldest runner was was in his fifties. There was someone that was forty five. You know, and and he actually and out of all, all 
called the runners, the 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 brother Zach Bay, who and I, and I apologize in advance if he feels offended by Zach Zach Bay, man. I I know Zach Bay, man. He's a veteran, man. Mashallah, man. He's he's a he's an inspiration, man. He was one of the fastest runners out of the team. Luke he, and I, bro, he's incredible, know, and, and, man. And, 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 I, and I think, you know, as uh, he's inspired a lot of his peers and actually, you know, while Team Luke and I and what we're doing, we're obviously raising yeah. as much money as possible for, for, you know, the Curry Kitchen, you know, for Discover Islam. They're all, you know, what I would like to just um, uh, promote is also Team YMO. There are about, over, about 102 members of the Team YMO that are also running, um, raising money for, for their... So, 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 let's just talk about this very quickly. Last couple of minutes before we have to wrap up, unfortunately. But all right, so fantastic in terms of running, initiative, amount of people that are involved. You've mentioned some of the causes that you're you're fundraising for Team Luton. So, is this? Tell me more about this Team Luton, what it's representing, and what and and the key areas that you're fundraising for. Just before we wrap up. So, I mean, in, in, terms, in terms of Team Luton and, and the Love Luton 10K and Half Marathon, yeah. so as, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we are raising money for the Curry Kitchen, Curry Kitchen uh, which right. is a partnership with the community interest, and, you know, and trying to provide 100 hot meals, which is cooked at Venue Central. And basically, the Curry Kitchen is only able to provide the service through the generous support of the community and local business and community organisations, and basically provides a vital lifeline of food and friendship to many residents in Luton. I, I was at the Discovery Slum Centre, uh, not long ago um, in the last month and you know I saw firsthand uh, you know the, the sort of um, people that come in that you know have fallen on a hard time for, for various different reasons and you know it's not about you know looking down on anyone and and thinking bad of them it's just to try and provide you know what little we can you know to provide them food and, and inshallah you know if, if we can feed as, as, as many people as we can over over the the, the 52 weeks of the year then absolutely, if we can get as much support as possible, that will be fantastic. Fantastic. Brother, Brother Hodel, uh, thank you very much for, for joining us this evening. Uh, and pass on our, you know, well wishes and our du'as for the whole team. Uh, but before I let you go, you know, I'm going to ask you that, that, that difficult question. Well, what, what's the target in your mind for this half a marathon you're going to be running? What, what, what's the time barrier that you want to break, Akhi? <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to do it in under two and a half hours, inshallah. <laughs> but you know what? For, 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 for me, you know, I mean, it's, it's not just a personal thing. It's about, you know, we're going to have local. You local members, you know, of the, of the Muslim community, non-Muslim community coming together. Yeah, but it's the yeah. fact that we're going to have, you know, over 300 people of the Muslim community going out there, yeah. you know, shattering stereotypes. And, what, yeah. you know, if we can encourage people in the local area, yeah. Sunday the 27th of October, come out, the, the 10K and the half the 10K starts at 9 o'clock, the half marathon starts at 9.15 from Stockwood Athletics, Park. If if you if you if you Google Love Luton, you'll see the map, and yeah. please come out and cheer us on uh, and support it. I, th- I think that's a fantastic. Uh, note to finish on and two and a half hours uh, brother Hodel no pressure inshallah take it easy and, and last very quickly what, what is half a marathon how many k's is that uh, it's 21k so it's 13, right. what, 13.1 miles alright 13.1 miles alright brother Hodel inshallah wishing you the best and wishing team Luton the best inshallah and may you able to may, may, may you be able to achieve your targets not in, not in terms of just the time but also the the charitable uh, targets that you've got to in terms of raising those funds fantastic thank you very much for your time this evening brother Hodel 
Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. And that was Brother Hudayl, mashallah. Uh, from, uh, you know, we were going to also have Brother Rana joining us. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to dial in, but they were members of, uh, you know, Team Luton. And we also had, uh, you know, mashallah, Brother Abdul Ghafoor also dial in. Jazakallah for your call, uh, Akhi. Uh, also going to be running and doing his first 10k run, I believe he was telling me earlier. Uh, fantastic to see, uh, you know, such brothers getting involved. And I think it's a very good message to finish on, a very positive message to finish on. If I remember correctly, he was saying over two, three hundred Muslim members of the community getting involved in that run. And I think that's brilliant. Let's really call that out. Let's really showcase that. Getting involved in a local initiative, getting involved with the community and raising money and funds for a very positive thing. I, I want to just also mention this park run, five kilometers park run, right? A lot of our listeners out there who probably haven't you know experienced that before it sounds brilliant it's an international phenomenon i've seen it i've heard about it before first time i'm listening uh, discussing it in a bit more detail saturday nine o'clock a lot of us are probably still in bed right so that's always a, a barrier that we need to overcome but you know what it does sound good if you're if you haven't pushed yourself previously i do recommend that you go out there experience it once you experience it you will love it right and that is a great incentive to get out of that bed at that particular moment in time uh, unfortunately folks it is the end of uh, Friday Night Live uh, for this evening at least. And also with it, it brings a two-week break for me from the hot seat, inshallah. I will be back in two weeks' time after my younger brother's wedding in Leeds, inshallah. Make dua for him, inshallah. When I'll be back in, in the first week of November, inshallah. Back to Friday Night Live. And uh, hopefully we will get some other brothers covering this show over the next couple of weeks whilst I'm away. Uh, and when I am back, inshallah, I've uh, I was I, I did say that I'm gonna have brother Faisal, uh, who's uh, one of our local MMA fighters, who's gonna be who's who's, who's gonna be fighting in his uh, you know one of his uh, you know uh, I think one of the local belts fight that's coming up in a couple of weeks time uh, in the show this evening. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it because of training commitments. So he has promised me that when I'm back in a couple of weeks time, he will be here in the studio discussing. MMA discussing his training and his particular fight inshallah if there's any other subjects that you want us to cover in Friday Night Live then you know do always get in touch and give us your suggestions happy to happy to get your suggestion from our listeners it always makes an entertaining show if we're going to get involvement from our local listeners they've got some ideas they've got some suggestions and maybe even some individuals that we should be interviewing inshallah we've got about 45 seconds to go before it's end of this week's show it is always 01582 481 822 the number here in the studio 0779481822 the only thing that i'll say before it's the end of the show is that try to get involved i know a lot of you listen a lot of you tell me great show good show give me also criticism for the show or we could, perhaps could have said this could have, you know uh, could have you know presented some of the arguments in a slightly better manner but you know what feel free to be a critique or a, a, or, or suggest something or bring in a comment live on the show uh, and, and get involved or a social media message at least it's always great to hear from our listeners but until next time inshallah ta'ala, it is assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh for me hafi shaban on friday night live on friday the 18th of october thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org you'll find all our daily updates on our social media 
at InspireFM Luton.